Hey, welcome back to episode 98 of Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and they go on our list that's updated when Dustin decides to learn how to use the internet. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so never. This week never, never. we watched 1996's Robert Rodriguez directed Quentin Tarantino's written and poorly acted <laughs> Debatable. Not mean? debatable. There's no it's debatable. It's not. We'll, we'll debate it because you're going to no. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn. How are you guys? I'm John. Dustin. You're good. James. Good. So before we get into this um, movie. Classic. Yeah, it's a movie. That's a classic. It spawned a couple sequels in a TV show somehow. Yeah. Jeez. Um, anything you guys want to say you watched that was worth watching or that we should avoid? Uh, I watched uh, Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah. And uh, I actually felt it was kind of boring. Yeah, I didn't I didn't love it. Yeah. I like that movie a lot. John liked it. I didn't hate it either. I didn't think it was bad. I just... I, I thought it was I wanted all right, to like, I wanted to like it more than I did. I've watched it more than once. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was on TV, uh, on HBO or something like that uh, a while ago, and I watched it, like again, almost from the beginning, and... I got totally sucked in. I just, I just really like it. Maybe I got to watch it again. But I saw it in the theater and I was just like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's a, it's just a, I don't know. It's like a nice movie. Yeah. Um, it's also like that, uh, you know, twist ending. Good cast. Yeah. It's yeah, like Steven the, Soderbergh uh, movie. It? Yeah, it felt to me like, oh, let's just do Ocean's Eleven, except we'll do it with a bunch of rednecks set at a NASCAR race. <laughs> well, it's like. Uh, Hell or high water, right? It's oh, kind of no, no, no. That's, that's a much better movie. Whoa. No, no. I mean, like oh, similar sort of setting, similar yeah. setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess James and also doesn't like hell maybe, or high water. Maybe that much. a little bit better. A lot better. James doesn't. <laughs> eh, debatable. No, <laughs> so Dustin. Yeah. So James doesn't like hell or high water. That's shocking to me. He thinks it's boring. It is boring. I fucking love that movie. Well, that makes sense. You like boring things. <laughs> Is that what you watched? Logan Lucky? Yeah, that's pretty much all I watched. Uh, I watched uh, It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah. Since we're in Halloween month. But little Bill Scar- did you, what, what did you? Don't ever do it with your eyes again. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm trying to do the Bill Skarsgård where yeah. he like, fucking splits yeah. his eyes apart. Don't. You're not Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> he splits his eyes apart? Yeah. His eyes like, go in different directions. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not that great. I heard it's a great comedy. It's got a lot of funny shit in it. Uh, yeah, I really liked the first half a lot, and this does not live up to the first half at all. Uh, cast is really good. Bill Hader's excellent. There is a lot of funny shit, but there's so much funny stuff. Like every time they have like a scene that's supposed to be scary, they throw a bunch of jokes into it and just completely like undercut it and like ruin it. Mm. And then there's just like. A lot of bad CG in it. Oh, that's too bad. This is like, um, from what I remember, it's like your favorite book. Yeah. And I love the first half of the movie. Like, I thought they did a really good job. That's too bad. This half, no. So, no, no, no. Why? Why did they decide to go in a completely different direction? Well, I don't know if it's that they went in a completely different direction. It's like, um, you know, when you, I don't know, I see this a lot. It's, there's like, they do something, a director or the studio, maybe. I'm not sure who's got the what's going on exactly behind the scenes here but the first one was a runaway success Mm -hmm. and it goes to your head a bit and then you're like we can do whatever and it's just like they they just expanded out too much and like it's almost three hours long and after a while like even even though Bill Skarsgård is an excellent job, it's just like oh here's Pennywise again. He's now what's he up to now? Like we just see him over and over, and he's doing another thing, and it's another CG Sh- thing. And should have been an hour and a half. <laughs> exactly right. I don't know if it needed to be that tight, but hour there's definitely there was definitely some fat on this thing. Um, yeah, and then I don't know what it was. It was like they didn't trust the scenes, the scary scenes to be scary. It's like it's not a it's not bad to have humor in the movie. But then, like I said, like every time there's, they're trying to do a scare, then they're just like, let's throw a joke in there too. And then it's like, just completely deflates it. Mm-hmm. Like there's one particular scene where, uh, they throw a musical, a really strange musical cue in 
and it's like and then just take it back out and i was i was listening to another podcast where they're talking about it and it was like it was like someone accidentally left it on that track on there like like oh wouldn't it be funny if we had this on here and like they put it in on an edit and then forgot to take it out of the uh, movie. Oh, <laughs> that's what it felt like that's too bad <laughs> so yeah it was, all right it was well, a bummer. watch the first half again i, I also watched uh, good boys the oh yeah i want to see Rogen that produced uh, yeah it was pretty funny i'm pretty enjoyable. you know what i say it's like a it's like a boys book smart yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much right. Well, I just well, I, except they're like, like they're great. It's old like it's like a, sixes. I know, I know. It's just, it just I like Booksmart a lot. It was good. Um, I just it sucked that it 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 uh, was called the the girls' version of Superbad. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was a kind of trash. So yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to take it back for the ladies. <laughs> okay. By like being like. <laughs> It's a it's uh, Booksmart was better, I think, than Good Boys, but Good Boys was very enjoyable. Well, I think Booksmart is. I, don't, I haven't seen Good Boys, but Booksmart, I think, is. A, I don't know. It tried to be a bit more than just a broad, yeah, comedy. A little bit, yeah. A little bit, not too much, but um, yeah, yeah it's, I, I mean, see, I don't think you have to rush out to theaters to see Good Boys or anything, but it's, it's worth watching if once it comes out on uh, video on demand or whatever, or streaming. Stream that shit. I watched the first uh, twenty minutes of Escape Room. Oh yeah, that yeah, the horror movie. And then I had to go to bed. <laughs> How was that? Oh fuck, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. fine. It's Escape totally Room. What's that about? Uh, it's so, a horror movie. Can you guess what it's about? Uh, escaping. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think they escape? Uh, ghosts. A, a room. An escape room. Dip no, shit. no ghosts in the room. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I technically, you know, technically, you could be right. I haven't seen it. You haven't so. seen enough of it to tell. No, I've seen like twenty minutes of it or something like that. Is this like a saw thing? Um, maybe. Is, I don't know. I is this like an escape room? It's like an escape room that we've done. So it's like legit. <laughs> yeah, except for like they, these like fucking five people get, um, these. Boxes. Um, have you seen it, Dustin? No, I haven't watched it. Because so there's this, this idea is that like these like five people you're introduced to get boxes, and then uh, over the course of like a night, they all figure out how to open the box. And when you open the box, you get like a card, and then the card is like invites you to this thing, and then you go and you. Um, so from the get go, I'm watching this thing, and I'm like half watching it. And I'm like, it would be way cooler if they gave that box to like. A whole bunch of people and you see like you know you see like a hundred people working on it and like these five people figure it out right and then that's why they're there oh yeah but yeah. instead it's just like they give it to five people and, then, and those are the people who so, go. yeah so it's like super sloppy as far as i'm concerned from the <laughs> beginning it seems it, it sounds kind of like the idea of like you know like that typical thing like that joke of like Somebody walks into it's like we should do uh, a, a, you know, a, a, a blast line of coke, and they're like, "Okay, escape rooms are hot." Um, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so like, uh, what if? So what if like five people have like like they did some fucked up shit, and then like somebody figures it out. Like, um, it's like an escape room meets like I know we did last summer, like let's, with a little saw in there. Oh, let's do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it, it sounds like saw. Yeah, yeah. Like elevator pitch. Yeah, I mean, not to say that like, if I hadn't come with that and like sold that, I'd be like, is fucking it, stoked. Is it Bloomhouse? <laughs> probably. Uh, no, I don't think it is actually. No, no I think it's outside them. Jeez, I think it's everything is Bloomhouse. Like, well, that's why it's not probably that good. Probably, they got yeah. a formula, man. Bloomhouse A twenty four. Well, they're, they're, I don't know if they have a formula because they, they do. They don't make. No, they like, do. They don't a, make no, the movies. No, they, they literally just, have a formula. They, they do. They do. They have an actual formula of like how they make their films, as not necessarily their plots. Not the plots. No, but like how they actually like the nuts and bolts of like how oh, they go. Aren't, aren't Jordan the Jordan Peele movies, Bloomhouse movies? Yeah, yeah, and they but they, they actually changed part of the script to fit within their formula really? of like budgeting and Budge, stuff. It's like all that. about budgeting. Oh, I know the budgeting stuff. It's I, all I was about, talking about from a oh, no, no, filmmaker not, perspective. No, no, from a, they don't care about that though. Like, no, that's not they don't care about that. But like, as far as like how to be profitable right, like how right. To, like, they keep it under a certain amount of money and they, they, they change like how many characters are in it and and usually they try to keep it to like one or two like places that they film yeah yeah right. locations are yeah. limited yeah 
Well, this movie does not skimp on. I mean, it's it's different locations. I mean, even from the opening scene, it's like a room that they destroy. I didn't have any interest in watching this movie, but now I'm kind of I'm gonna, somewhat curious. I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch the rest of it when I get around to it. But yeah, fuck. Maybe I'll add it to my October. Uh, so your spook horror, horror marathon. I have some movies for you to actually your October. All right. Well, tell me after. I will tell you after. Anyway, let's get to this movie. Uh, 1996's Robert Rodriguez directed, Quentin Tarantino's written From Dust Till Dawn. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Low profile. You understand the meaning of the words low profile? Sure. Of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called a punch. I'm going to ask you one question, and all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? Yes. Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. This is my kind of place. But it's going to be. One hell of a night. We might be in trouble. We have a bunch of fucking vampires out there trying to get in here and suck our fucking blood. Now, their only chance is to fight back. Man, that get you guys revved up. Oh yeah, like turning your crank. I was a nom. Yeah. <laughs> so Dustin, why'd you pick this movie? Well, uh, it's a. I think I think it's a pretty fun movie. Myself, uh, seen it several times over the years. It's definitely not like you know when you think about Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino. It's probably not one of the first movies you're gonna think of wanting to watch, or they're one of their top. You know, what not, would not be? considered one of their classics. What would be? Oh, Desperado or Sin City, maybe for Rodriguez, and people would think about obviously Spike, they're gonna think about Spy Kids, Spy Kids 3D, <laughs> yeah, Shark Boy versus Lava Girl, you know the classics. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've always thought it was a fun movie. I always liked the structure of it because it's you know starts out as a crime movie and then halfway through turns into a vampire movie. Right. Spoiler. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, it's definitely quite the switch. Yeah. It's like, you know, it is literally like halfway through the movie it's or like even a maybe a little bit more. Reservoir Dogs turns into yeah, Planet some, Terror. Something like that. And I also dig, I don't know, vamp, a desert vampire story. I dig those desert vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh, why? Well, I don't know. Uh, I guess probably, have you ever seen? Uh, That's one of the weirdest fucking things you've ever <laughs> That's a, said. So hold on. So it's like you know we've all seen the classic like um, like like I'm bored castle, of, I'm bored like of those castle, castle vampires. Yeah, like, with like, their floofy yeah. you know cravats and shit. Or, <laughs> and then like the I, high school vampire. I, just, I don't yeah, think all that. I don't think the jungle vampires are quite there yet. <laughs> like we have, there haven't those been are panthires. There haven't been enough of them yet. Panthires. No, it probably is because of the movie Near Dark, the Catherine Bigelow movie. Have you seen Near Dark, John? With Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen? No, actually, I have not. It's a desert vampire movie. It's a super cool movie. Definitely a Catherine Bigelow fan, though. Um, Actually, probably sometime we might do that on uh, on October. um, Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I don't know. There's something kind of cool about the idea of vampires out in the middle of the desert. And this has got that in spades. Right on. Uh, so yeah, the plot of From Dust Till Dawn, if you haven't seen it, is uh, two bank robbers uh, have pulled off a heist, but they're in pursuit. The cops are after them. They're kind of trying to lay low. Didn't they kill like nine people or something? They killed like four or five people or something in the sh- in the shootout in the bank heist. Oh, actually, they make a point in the radio, in the news broadcast yeah, well, to have get... like a, here's the body count. That's very <laughs> natural. And killer is very like commentary- on society moment like this is the movies are real hodgepodge it's very confused uh well let me finish the plot here uh 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry. J- J- so, there's oh, two bro- robbers who are brothers. The, the uh, what are they? The Gecko, Gecko brothers, yeah. Um, they have this one bank teller woman they've kidnapped, but they're trying to find a way to get into Mexico because everywhere cops are looking for them. Get to the rendezvous. They end up sort of kidnapping a family in a an RV, like Kinda? a Winnebago thing. Who are they literally kidnap a family. <laughs> uh, a pastor and his two kids. And so and then they use them as cover to get across the border uh, to go to a bar to meet somebody, their rendezvous. And then, of course, they end up meeting a bunch of vampires in this bar instead of uh, what they were expecting. Um, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, when they're going into Mexico, like, were things different in the 90s? I, I mean, I know they're going into they, Mexico, but... Uh, I guess it's totally cool if you're in the washroom, <laughs> in the right? When you're going into another yeah, country, it, I, I think that you have to assume that it was much more lax going across the border, especially into Mexico, because um, usually it wouldn't be the American. So, it's the, uh, how do I put this? Normally, when you go across the border into you're Mexico, not, you're not trying to sneak into Mexico. You're, yeah, you're not, and you're also not dealing with American, like border guards. The only reason that you're dealing with American, you're dealing with Cheech. Yeah, <laughs> but he's an American though in that in that scene. The only reason you're dealing with them at all is because they're looking for these, right? These like whatever. And I think the whole point of that scene is just to be like, it's. You're you're using a woman, especially a young girl, as cover, and they're gonna be thrown off by that. But but it also used to be really easy to cross the border, mm-hmm. especially into Mexico. Mm-hmm. I don't do they even fucking care. <laughs> do they even fucking care? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So that's the gist. That's the basic outline. So so really, it starts at that one gas station liquor store-ish. You get Michael Parks as the sheriff or whatever. And John Hawks. Talking to John Hawks behind the counter in the liquor store. Pete Bottoms? I think that scene's really good. Like, John Hawks is awesome in that scene. John Hawks is great in that scene. He plays it pretty cool. And Michael Parks, he's he's playing the same character as he's played in uh, a bunch of Tarantino Rodriguez stuff. Like, he shows up again in Kill Bill and in Death Proof and in Planet Terror. I think that this scene shows the um the strengths and the weaknesses of this movie. Yeah. Um st- strengths in scenes, mm-hmm. weaknesses in in plot and story. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but also also a, a weakness in the sense that this movie is trying to be a dozen things at once. Yeah, but I think that's part of the appeal. That's part of the fun of it. I, I agree. I just don't I I think that we'll, and we'll get to this uh, that I'm, I think I'm coming from this from a little bit of a... I wasn't as big of a fan of this movie watching it again mm-hmm. as you guys might have been. Um, I just I just think that the movie kind of falls short because I think it wants to be too much. Like, it's, it's, it's so 1996. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so... It is so, like... You get the, those, like, the, Caesar haircuts and shit. Yeah, but it's also just so <laughs> much, like, Tarantino and, like, just looking... Like, writing his way into who he he's he is right um and and i think it kind of falls flat a little bit in some of this um I think this scene is amazing i think there's a lot of really fun scenes i mean i i granted is by no means his strongest script there's there are some cringy parts there's some cheesy shit i think it might be his worst script uh you maybe I'd have to think about it. Well, but what else? Like, well, I don't let's know. talk about it for a second. Like, what would be below it? Um, You've got True Lies, not True Lies. Sorry, True Lies. Um, true Romance. Yeah. You've got uh, Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it. I'd have you, to watch you, Natural Born Killers again. It's been quite a while you since can't, I saw you that. You can't say Pulp Fiction. Well, no, obviously, Jackie I'm not Brown. Say Pulp Fiction. Like, you can't. Like, there's. It's got to be. It's got to be one of those two. Well, I mean, Death Proof isn't a, an amazing script. Although I, know, those, I do, I do very much enjoy. Death I Proof. like Death Proof, but I think those those exist in some kind of like nether realm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, there there's definitely weakness in parts of the script in this. Then then there's actually parts that are 
pretty solid and parts that are really funny. Part of that's due to performances by the cast and stuff. I think that it just feels like some a lot of it is just like leftover like scenes put into a movie. Yeah, I can see that. Like, how, do you mean, how do you mean leftover scenes? Like, like he's just like, I have a cool idea for a scene. How can I squeeze this into something? I can't really put it into like what I'm writing right now. I'll put it into this. And then he's like, oh, I'll just put it into this. Like, it's a hodgepodge. Oh, yeah, but I think Tarantino does that kind of shit all the time. I, he comes up with some scene, and then he's like, I can't use it in what I'm making right now. I'm going to save that for later. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to get into it, an actual like, an argument about this, because I actually think it, the overall it works for this movie. Yeah, I mean, like this isn't... I don't think you're going like, to take this movie seriously in the way that you would take Pulp Fiction seriously. Like, it's not the same kind of movie by any means. Yeah. Like, so why did he make this movie? Oh, well, uh, I don't understand exactly. I was reading about some shit about it last night, and it's kind of confusing. Like, I heard that um, the guy who did the effects for him for Reservoir Dogs, the guy that, like, you know, the ear-cutting-off scene in that movie, yeah. he wanted Tarantino to write a script for him, and so in exchange for doing those effects on Reservoir Dogs... Tarantino wrote the script for like 1500 bucks or something. Oh, okay. But I don't know if that's true because I was reading kind of conflicting <clears throat> stories about this. Oh, okay. So I don't have exactly a clear picture. And apparently, you know, there was a whole bunch of different people who were supposed to direct at one point and uh, Tarantino himself was going to direct at one point. And then, yeah, Rodriguez ended up doing it. But like I said, I'm not exactly clear on how all that background stuff panned out. Hmm. Um, I do know that, like, they did this with non-union crews, this movie. Oh, that's a no-no. Yeah. But Why did well, they do that? Yeah, but uh, they've both done this throughout their career. Yeah, Rodriguez especially is kind of known for not really giving a shit about the union stuff. Like, yeah. with Sin City, he had those problems, too, where he wanted Frank Miller to have equal directing credit, and they he wasn't allowed to do that, so he <laughs> left the DGA at the time. Yeah. I always get... Frank Miller and mm. Mark Millar. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, wanted. We should do wanted. <laughs> but yeah, so there is like there's some pretty cheesy stuff. Like like um, George Clooney leans a little too hard into his performance at times and stuff. Nope. <laughs> really? Love George. This Clooney. is what you disagree about. Uh, uh, George, I think he's pretty charming in a no, way. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying he's bad, but there are moments where no. it's like this is a little too much. So you know why? You know why George Clooney never looks bad in this movie? Is because he's almost always beside Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> well, that helps. And Tarantino fucking sucks at acting. <laughs> I think he actually plays his role pretty good. I, I think he does his part oh, well you mean, enough. You yeah. mean he plays the part of his role that is himself? Yeah. Really oh, good? that's what I mean. I believe the it. Part where the creepy foot fetish guy? Sucking on toes? <laughs> well, that's in every movie. Yeah, you <laughs> know what? When I saw that, I'm like... No, there's yeah. something wrong here. Yeah, well, he has foot, he has foot issues where, for where sure. You can you imagine like the the, the argument that I would, I liked in my head? I imagined when I was watching the scene um, when he's looking at uh, uh, Juliet Lewis's feet. Is it Juliet Lewis's feet at that? Where he like it like zooms in, mm -hmm. and it's like the argument between like Rodriguez and Tarantino. Where Rodriguez is like, dude, dude, we don't need it. We don't not, need this. We're not shooting this. And Tarantino's like, no, like, it's in the script. We're doing this wrong. Not, we're not doing the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, he always finds a way to put in some, like, some good foot action in his films. So if that does it for you, yeah, well, he's got the foot fetish people going. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's great. I mean, like he's he's cornered the market. He's on drinking that. booze off Selma Hayek's feet. Oh man, he like all all he so wanted sexy. to do was so he sexy. He just wrote that in. He's like, I get to drink <laughs> booze off Selma Hayek's Wait, feet. Wait, quick rewrite. I, uh, I get to do this. He's pretty much writing himself into his own porno <laughs> at that point. I mean, I think it is funny that he's like. I know. I'll play the weird fucking creeps, like yeah. sexual assault guy. Or whatever. Yeah. So like, like when we go through the movie, like we've got the 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 scene um, at the at the beginning with the at the fucking gas station. I really love this scene a lot. Yeah. It's really fun. It's a really cool introduction to all the characters, and I think it's it's done really well in the sense of like, what movie am I watching? I mean, it's just a joy first of all to watch Michael Parks and John Hawks do like their go back and forth. So it's so good. 
And then and when they come out and they are like, you see that they're there keeping the woman hostage, and they're like, yeah. what the fuck are you signaling? You know, and he's and he's just like, I think I should get a fucking Academy Award for this shit. Yeah, and I think all that stuff is really great, and I think that it it's only held back by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> like, I really don't think he fucks. I think that scene is funny when Tarantino keeps leaning into Clooney's ear to whisper to him. Yeah, and so he says, you you were like trying to signal again, and he's just like. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, yes, Tarantino is not a great actor, but I don't think he's bad in this movie. Really, I think he does what he needs. I mean, to do for in this the movie. move, what the movie is, I think, I think it's yeah. fine. I think it just would have been better if it was someone else. Probably. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, sure. And I think that it also wouldn't come with the baggage in nineteen. Sorry, in 2019, <laughs> with just being like, oh, this is Tarantino <laughs> being a fucking. Rapist, murderer, <laughs> foot fucker. I mean, I buy him as a creep in this. Is that, I buy him is as a creep. He's, he I is. buy him as a so creep as I mean. Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, it's believable. <laughs> I mean, when you're talking about like schlocky horror movies, and like every, you know, I I watch a shitload of schlocky horror movies. Um, you know, you see such bad acting in so many of these movies. It's like the that idea that you traded having kids for. <laughs> Being like, name one. Name a schlocky horror movie. They're all my babies. <laughs> They're all my babies. You might have four kids. Yeah. I have thousands. Yeah. Yeah. I have a new kid every night. But so, in, when you watch something like, you know, if you watch The Mutilator, and then you watch this, Tarantino's not that bad. I think I just hold them to different standards. Yeah. I just hold this movie to a different standard, because this is a real movie. Like this is like it's a real movie. Well, no, this is just like it, this is this is a trying to be B or C or D. You know what I mean? Like this is. Well, I think it's these trying are, to be B or it, or it firmly is B. Yeah, but these are these are A level talents. Yeah, yeah, making a B movie. And at the time though, like Clooney wasn't massive yet. Like he was still on ER. He was trying to he was just play against into his play right. his type. Like, yeah, that's what I, he's trying. To I do. know. Like, I think there's a lot of people. I think Tarantino is very divisive amongst even film people mm. of like I'm sure. his talent and the way he he's straight up steals from other movies. Like he makes no real secret of that kind no, of stuff. No. Um, but the the guy's an amazing writer. Like he's a fucking amazing writer. Um, and he's he's fantastic at at seeking out and 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 catching talent. And knowing exactly like what will pop, right, and how it will work, right. So, who knows? Maybe Clooney wouldn't be Clooney without this. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Oh, but I, he would be. He's I guess I'm holding Clooney. Clooney to a higher standard because, like, he's a legit actor. So then, when there's certain scenes where I'm like, but I mean, it's not. Maybe it's not his fault either, right? Like, he's giving the performance that's asked of him. Um. But he is fun in this. He's, you know, it's hard to not be charmed by George Clooney. Uh, um, Harvey Keitel, different different role for him. Hi, okay, so I really like the subdued Harvey Keitel. Yeah, very different part for him. I, I think he, he does a great job, actually, in this film. Uh, yeah. I actually like the whole family unit. Like, Juliette Lewis is fucking great. She's always fucking great. Yeah. Where is she, by the way? How come she's in any uh, movies she's, anymore? She's, um, I think she was buried in a Xenu cage for a while oh right she was into uh, that shit um, yeah she still is i think that's a shame uh she pops up periodically she's always great she is i i, I was i watched her in this and i thought the same thing i was like oh yeah julia lewis is awesome in everything yeah. and she doesn't have the stereotypical look of like uh you know, an A actress, you know, mm -hmm. she looks a little, she looks a little different. She acts a little different, but she's just, she's just great. Every time she's on screen, she just knows how to act. Yeah. I always buy her. And, uh, yeah. So when I was watching this, I was oh, like, what, oh, I was where is she? Yeah, no, I think he does a good job. I haven't, I don't know if I've seen him in anything else, but, uh, I did appreciate his precinct 13 shirt that he's wearing. Yeah. In the so movie. <laughs> Because you do get that same assault on Precinct Thirteen feeling once they're barricaded in the bar and all yeah, the, once all the bats, all the bats are outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this podcast Those has definitely given me more appreciation for, for, you know, I'm glad. If it wasn't for this podcast, would I've watched Assault on Precinct Thirteen? Would I've appreciated 
you know, the t-shirt as much. Would you have seen Ballistic X versus Sever? <laughs> no, I would never have seen Ballistic X no, versus Sever. Not. And uh, neither should you, audience. <laughs> uh, Cheech, though, like we talked about him as the border guard, and but he plays three different roles in this movie, all of them fairly small. Yeah, yeah which is weird because I, when I was watching the film, uh, he popped up in that scene. I haven't seen this movie in probably like 15 years. Yeah. It's been a long time. So when he popped up, I was like, wait a second. I'm pretty sure he's in this again. He's in this, like he's, he's, he's later on. And to the point where I was like, maybe that's not him. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's like, it's definitely him. But like, I was trying to convince myself that it, it yeah. wasn't him because I'm like, I'm sure he shows up later. He's like uh, Mick Foley. He shows up in three different <laughs> parts in this in this thing. Mankind. He's Mankind, Dude Love, and uh, what was the third fucking Cactus Jack? <laughs> uh, why are you looking at us? Like, we would know. That's John, John, you're a big Cactus Jack guy, right? Well, no, I'm a big man. I would say I'm Mankind. Mankind guy. What? Yeah. Socko. Cactus Jack is the, the shit. I, I, yeah, I would say Mankind. Mankind. These fuckers. <laughs> oh, but so then are, he's also. Oh, uh, you guys like to jump on fucking bandwagons, right? Eh? <laughs> then he's also. Uh, Cheech is also the guy outside Jet, the strip like, club. <laughs> what is it? Carlos. Jet, Jet Pussy. No, Carlos. That's his actual name in the, in the cast? No, so yeah. so he's the border guard. Yeah. And he's, then he's Chet Pussy. Chet, Chet Pussy. Which is, which is when he's yelling the pussy names. Right. All the different yeah. types and then, available. Pussy. And then he's Carlos. That's his. Yeah, uh, he's the connect at the end that the he's Carlos. supposed to be meeting. Yeah. Um, when they pull up to the titty twister, the, yeah. <laughs> the bar, <laughs> it looks great. It's like a great set. Like, it does look great. It's like some like Mad Max shit out in the middle of the well, desert. <laughs> and you got all those bikers and truckers, and it's they're going like crazy. Oh, just man. like yeah, there's a fights breaking out. Right, yeah. topless ladies dancing all over. It, it, it reminds me of band uh, Roadhouse. Yes, it was the first thing I thought of. I was like, "Where's yeah. Dalton? Yeah, he's got to break up some of these fights in here." <laughs> when they pulled up to that place, all I could think of was. Is like how much I would never want to go there. <laughs> oh no, yeah, in real I was life, like, no, thank you. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, like I can imagine somehow ending up there and just being like, how do I get out of here? <laughs> when they first come in, and there's like a shot moving in up to Danny Trejo at the bar, and there's a little like case beside him on the bar that says Carnitas. And there's like half of a pig head just like sitting in this yeah. fucking like heat lamp thing. <laughs> it that that yeah no, I can't imagine a place that I would want to be less than that bar. <laughs> well, it's crazy. So they go in there, and George Clooney's just like basically trying to fight with people, push people, like kick them out of a chair, and like he's ornery. Yeah, but so nobody I, trying to fight him. But that's the thing. Well, that so big guy is gonna. They're about to they're fight. They're going right? to. Harvey Keitel steps in, and I think that George Clooney plays this really interesting the character. Um, that I think a lot of men feel like they want to be in this. Uh, in a lot right, of ways. he's the cool guy. He's cool. Like he's 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 cool. He's good looking. He's always in control. Like and and I think that like, you, that's what you want. Like. In a, in, a, in a lead character, but, like, also it's, like, it's a projection of, like, a lot of, like, the male audience onto, like... Like, in a lot of ways, I think you can probably say that Tarantino... I mean, I'm, I'm just making this up, but, like, he really wrote two halves of, like, the male psyche into two brothers. Like, one is this, like, right. cool, in control... Right, the other one's the neurotic... Neurotic, sex, pervert, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> fucking rapist. Like, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if that's giving him too much credit or not enough credit, but, like, that's really what he did. It is sort of a weird um, plot element in the movie where George Clooney has this loyalty to his brother, even though, you know, he knows that he's, like, a fucking psycho, and, like, he's trying to, like, he's... It's like he wants to save him, even though he can't. Like, uh, which, so then it's a good decision for him to be one of the first people. <laughs> no, he is the first person yeah. killed, right? When and they, when the vampires, he's the first uh, one. we've seen that in other films too, where, where there is this like good upstanding, not, he's not, upstanding, he's not upstanding. He's a bad guy. But he's not, but like a, a, a person who has morals, right. In this like immoral world. Well, it's like this, th there, it's an immoral world. 
they're both bad guys, but we are seeing shades of how bad you can be, right? Like, he's a bad guy, but he's not as bad as this fucking degenerate, right? This, his yeah. brother. Yeah. And it makes sense. It's kind of this cool thing. Not cool, fuck. But, that, like, he is the one who ends up uh, killing his own brother. Like, he's killing his brother. Yeah. Where he's like, no, like, no. You don't kill him. Like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, he stops them from killing him. And I think that, like, in a... Like, at first you're like, oh, is he going to be, like, is it going to be one of those dumb things where they're like, yeah. no, you can't kill my brother. Yeah. yeah. That's my, I don't care if he's a monster. And I think that in, that in a lot of ways, like, I I don't know, maybe this is like an accident or maybe this is on purpose, but you think of, like, all these other ways this movie could go and how it could be used in a different film where it's like... There's all these deeper meanings behind a lot of the actions where it is, you know, it's, 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 it's Seth, you know, Seth Gecko killing this like cancer part of like his life. But right. also he needs that because, because like his brother, like Richard, like Richard got him out of jail. Like he, he broke him out. Right. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't actually want him there. So it's like this cathartic moment where like he's killing his brother but he's not actually killing his brother but right. he he's finding a way to be able to like be free of it but yeah I but, get what you're saying. but i think there's that's what that's that's why this this movie is so confusing for me <laughs> because i think there are these like other elements to it that can be just like not even thought about or tossed aside or whatever yeah but i think they are there i, I think tarantino wrote them in yeah, intentionally, and yeah, so like it's not a it's not a super polished script, but there is a lot of still good Tarantino shit in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then once the vampire stuff breaks out, it's it's so fun to me. Oh, it, to me, it's so much fun. Like the well, I mean, they all start turning right, and then yeah, you get that dance from uh, Satanica Pandemonium played by Salma Hayek, and. I really like the the band that yeah, yeah. is playing that corpse. Yeah. It's so twisted. It's so so it's like, messed up. It's a human body that's been like torn yeah. apart and then reassembled yeah. to be a guitar. Well, it's a guy. It's a it's a guy with a leg shoved up his ass. Yeah. Well, he's got the head is like, I don't know exactly no, the head because the head is at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And then it's the torso is right. like and where you strung a leg, and, and there's a there's leg shoved strings. up. There's, yeah. a, there's a leg shoved so up as the corpse's ass. Because when he's rocking, and the head is like yeah bobbing, bobbing. around. I That's just love the, how they keep going they keep back going. to it. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually I was actually a sucker for like the band before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was like, it's the same band from uh, Desperado. Yeah, I was totally into it. I was like, oh yeah, like this is super chill, awesome music. And Rodriguez, it's Rodriguez is in the band too, um, but yeah, uh, that's really funny because there's all the mayhem going on, and yeah. it's just like quick cut to the band. They're playing this music on these corpses. Yeah, back to the action, and they kill everybody, and they're like, "Fuck you!" And they just like disappear. Or, yeah, good night. <laughs> like a, the end of their set. So is it Sex Machine that turns into that? Dog Yeah, yeah. So it's not a dog, it's a rat. Well, oh, is it a rat? It, it's supposed to be a dog thing, but it does look more like a giant it's rat. It's got a giant rat tail. Yeah. It, maybe it's a mix. Well, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't introduced all the characters yet. Yeah, so once the vampire shit breaks out and they kind of take down the first wave of them, we, uh, we've got the family and... and uh, George Clooney, and they're teaming up now with Sex Machine, played by Tom Savini, famous uh, special effects artist on mini horror movies. Oh, okay. Uh, he's he's done some acting too in movies, but he's like more yeah, famous for doing the effects in like Friday the Thirteenth and the Prowler and Burning. What's that shitty movie he was in? That Dawn came of the out? Dead, by the way. Sorry, also Dawn of the Dead. He did the. There was a shitty movie that came out a couple years, like well, years after this. I think it was after um, they did the Grindhouse films. With Savini? Savini. Uh, I don't know. I have to look that up. Oh, fuck. I thought you would just know, so I didn't look it up. Sorry. But yeah, he's a renowned special effects artist. And then Fred Williamson playing Frost, uh, known for uh, tons of exploitation movies in the 70s and stuff. And he was in a Western that is called Boss N-Word. <laughs> Boss N-Word? Oh, yeah. um, and he was in Black Caesar and like all these famous exploitation flicks. So... Uh, he's he's really fun in this too. Like the two of them are just a great pair. <laughs> yeah, those guys are awesome. Yeah, I think he's my favorite character in the whole movie. 
I don't know. I love Sex Machine a lot too. It's just so ridiculous. His name is Sex Machine. It is pretty he's got ridiculous. The, he's got the cock gun that we saw in Desperado in the guitar case, which is so pointless though. Yeah, like, it's just dumb. It's, it's just, just like a, stupid. It's just such a novelty, <laughs> stupid thing to have. Uh, the guy that he wh- he has that little whip and he like steals that dude's beer. Yeah. Well, that's the guy that actually did effects on the movie, Greg Nicotero. Oh, okay. So he like steals his beer from him, like. Uh, and Greg Nicotero went on to do all the uh, the effects for Walking Dead and shit like that. Oh yeah, I like I like all that whip shit. Yeah, it's all so stupid, <laughs> but it's just fun. Like, yeah, I, I like I like uh, Fred Williamson like flipping a table and then he's like impaling a vampire on each of the oh, table each, legs. Yeah, like. Oh, I thought that was four different guys doing it. I thought they all like no, it's just no, him, that was no, him. Just body slamming vampires down on these tables. All that shit's good, and there's and it's a good amount of gore in this part. Like yeah, a lot of nice practical effects. Yeah, yeah, some really good practical shit. Unfortunately, there is some cheesy '90s CG mixed in, but it's not to the degree that it like ruins it. No, but yeah. I think that uh, I know uh, James as the uh, resident gore whore. Um, <laughs> uh, what did you think of the practical effects in this movie? I liked it. Like like I was saying, the dog rat thing. Yeah, once Sex Machine is turned and he turns into that weird thing. That, like, that is like, all right, now we're getting like full gore. Just weirdness. Like weirdness, <laughs> yeah. which is like, it's just awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I think the effects of some of them turning to a vampire with the CG. And yeah, the that's CG kind of weird. It's not the greatest. Um, and some of the vampires look kind of odd. But I think w- they need to go f- like full dog rat. <laughs> That's the kind of once you get dog yeah. rat, you know you're <laughs> then you know you're there. <laughs> you're doing good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just and then Kaitel using the pump shotgun. He's got like a cr- yeah, as a cross and stuff. It's I just think it, it, then it's just it's fun. Yeah. It's just. Enjoyable. So it, 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 yeah, it's it is only the last half an hour of the film, I think. Yeah, 30, 40 minutes, something like that. Yeah, um, I think this movie is really remembered for the Selma Hayek uh, dance scene with the, with the snake. Uh, yeah, so I guess she f- read the script and was like, "Oh, I can't do the movie because she had like a." like super phobia of snakes oh okay and then Robert Rodriguez lied to her and told her Madonna was gonna take the role or whatever and so then she was like no no I'll do it I'll do it and she like apparently saw a shrink for like two months to get over her fear of snakes to shoot that scene I'm really glad we didn't see the Madonna cut of this oh that would <laughs> yeah also like Selma Hayek the okay so I'm not <laughs> I'm like not, he's gonna preface. What? Yeah, he's probably like he's like I don't want to say anything no. about her physical. Appearance. I don't want to say. Oh, I don't say anything that's like rude. <laughs> but like I'm also not like a, uh, a like a sexy dance expert right. in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. But I found her sexy dance somewhat lacking. Oh really? And almost like a little bit clumsy. Uh, well, she didn't like learn a dance. I Robert don't think Rodriguez just told her. Feel the music kind of I thing. I feel like that was very... Hey, feel the music. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was very prevalent yeah. in it. It was like... It was very much like, oh, you're just moving around. Yeah. Like, I almost saw, like, Kevin Smith's, I mean, like, shorter What's, the, what's the deal? She's not even doing any, like, upside-down No, work no, here. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's exactly what I wasn't trying to imply. It was just, like, it was very much, like... It was. It well, was. She's just walking. Is she exactly? She's just like walking around. I mean, I think you're supposed to be so taken with her. Yeah, she's. Yeah. I mean, her, obviously, she's. She's a, a voluptuous, she's a sexy lady. She's also like, a, let's just she's say, a, she's a beautiful. Like, we're all gonna say she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no one's denying she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it was like, did no one ever like? I've seen sexier shit on like fucking. TV, like <laughs> I, I think you're just supposed to take. I mean, from the audience, they're just kind of like they're mesmerized. Yeah, jaw open, like oh my well, god. I guess you got to pick. I guess you got to pick. Is is a strip? Is it stripper uh, in uh, in from dusk till dawn or stripper in uh, James uh, James and Bob in Dogma? 
I don't remember the scene too well in Dogma. So oh, with she, the shit monster? With the shit right, monster. Yeah, they fight the shit monster. Well, yeah. she's... The uh, Golgotha. She, I know she's, she has like a... She has glasses on. Yeah. From what yeah. I remember. And she has like a like hair thing. And then she's... I think it's like she's like dancing to the Jackson 5. Yeah. I think That's all that, I remember. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean... It, it's fine in the I movie. Feel like it Kevin, does what it needs I to do. I feel like Kevin Smith fucking planned that dance out a bit better. <laughs> I don't even remember the dance part. I'll, I'll, I'll just remember that she was in both. That's all I remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fun She turns quickly, thing. though. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not like a, you know, once she's done her dance, then she's... Well, because she sees the blood, right? Right, yeah, because he gets stabbed through the hand. Yeah, that so fight then the out. blood is dripping, and she, it's like... An animal, she can't and control herself. And other dudes bar the doors so that no one, the humans can't escape. Yeah. And now the feeding is going to begin, right? I, I just think it's kind of interesting that, like, f- the way I remember this movie was that she was a much bigger part of it. Part yeah. of it, like she, like, she it, gets it, killed not not too long into the. No, like five minutes after she's like, yeah, she finishes dancing, she's dead. She's about to kill Clooney, and he shoots the yeah ceiling thing, and he has that terrible line about how he already had a wife. Oh yeah, that, that sucked. It's so great. She's like prepared to be a slave. And he's yeah, like, he's I already like, had a wife. <laughs> already had a wife. <laughs> apparently, Boom. so apparently, I, you know what would be awesome if he had just been like, he had just like grabbed a mic and be like, "Hey guys, come let's talk about marriage for a second. Anyway, marriage is like prison. Am I right, guys? All right. Guys, all right, ladies, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, ladies, <laughs> calm down, calm down. Let me talk for a second. You know. So apparently, Rodriguez didn't want to put it in the movie. That line. Oh, but, who uh, fucking fought for that? They, well, the studio put it in a trailer, and so then he was like, I guess it's going to be in the movie. Has like, he never seen a trailer? Oh, I guess he hasn't seen a trailer in the past, like, ten years. Yeah, nowadays it's, they it's constantly pretty, uh, it's pretty common to not use stuff in a trailer in the actual film. But That line is the worst line in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's a, there's a couple bad ones. But that, one's, that one's pretty bad. That one's really bad. It's, like, the most, like... Oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so on the nose and like wanting to be a good line, and it fucking just yeah. fails. Well, well, that's how like you know a guy's watching it with his wife and go, oh, right, honey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Or you know, or what? his buddies. He's yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, fucking <laughs> wife. Well, I think to me, it's more like a, what a thirteen-year-old kid who should be watching this movie is right. like, be like, yeah, marriage, man. We're never gonna, we're gonna fuck forever. <laughs> yeah, like, foot like, fetishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> actually, in the the one kid in the corner is like rewinding. Like, can we just? I I missed a line. <laughs> it's like there's no dialogue during this part, Mark. <laughs> there's just bourbon going into this guy's mouth. I love uh, I love when Frost is telling his story about how he was in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, First, yeah. he's like, I was in Nam. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts telling the story, but then we're seeing the funny shit with sex machines starting to turn, where he's like, his hands are like turning and he's yeah. like trying to hide it to keep it from them. Yeah. And then uh, the story kind of fades out and we just see Fred Williamson, like you see him like doing the stabbing action over and over again, because that's how many Viet Cong people he stabbed by himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it looks great too when he turns, when Frost turns and, and Frost he like has- lets in, he throws, he's like, come on, sex machine. <laughs> and he throws him through the door yeah and all the bats get in yeah he's once again he's my favorite person in this movie <laughs> yeah it's a great tag team great combo uh and then well all the bats are in and harvey Keitel gets bit so the one problem with the bats hmm. there's like a fucking thousand bats yeah yeah yes yeah. like a thousand bats we were overthinking it john it's hard to watch these movies back to back. It's hard to watch like Aliens, and then watch this. Like I, it's hard to just turn your brain off. You know what I mean? Going, going for a very different tone. Uh, you know when Harvey Keitel stands up, he's got the shotgun, and like we saw the bats fly in, but then he like stands up, and then there's like just like all these hundreds of gross vampires like standing there. Yeah, I like all that shit. Then they get their like they get their A team moment where they get their. All their gear together, they're gonna use to fight the vampires. They got the super soakers. He's blessing the water. Yeah, so the condoms. And the thing is, yeah, the condoms and the crosses etched into the bullets and the yeah. When you crossbows. think about it, is that uh, he's actually the Scott. He's the most deadly person in that battle with all the holy water. Stuff? Yeah, yeah. He he's the one that can inflict the most damage of everyone. 
Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they, they underplay, like, how important he is. Yeah, I mean, he does his share of taking out guys, and then he kills, He does end up killing his dad, because his dad has been... He does, and then he dies bit. right away. And that's a cool part, too, when he's, like, he hits him with the water balloon, and then he, like, turns and his half-melted head or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All that shit looks That good. scene was really cool. Uh, and then, of course, Scott himself gets... I do feel... Tore up. Yeah, him getting eaten, it's like... That scene goes on for a while. It's like he's getting eaten, and it's like you're just watching him. Like, hey, like, are you gonna do something? Right? She, like, she's out of like, crossbows, yeah. arrows, and so she like rolls and grabs a gun, and and he's just hanging out, and getting eaten, getting eaten, getting gnawed on. I prefer if the vampires like ripped his body apart, apart. <laughs> and then like, it's just I know. Cut. <laughs> you know what I'd like everywhere. to see one time. So I'd like. <laughs> be awesome. What I think would be really funny one time. His guts just fall out. Yeah. Is the sausage see, links? Is to see a body ripped apart. I'm talking like two legs, two arms, and head, and then one person throw the head to another person, and that person have an arm, and that person use the arm as a bat. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That they do, would be. They do now kick you're a guy's thinking head around that. You no, know, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> I, I'm saying they didn't. I'm sorry, they. I know they killed these people, right? But did they have to kill their sense of humor as well? Because <laughs> that shit is funny. I think the vampires should be like, yeah, laying like Ab- into the comedy. They should be Abbott <laughs> Costello up in this bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who's on first? Uh, some of Mark's the head. some of the gore stuff is funny, like. When they've killed the first wave and Clooney, like, swipes the table aside to find his brother's body. And uh, he just, like, picks up, like, half, like, the top half of a torso and tosses yeah, it Yeah, that part was funny. <laughs> he threw that fucking thing, like, <laughs> like 50 feet. He's fucking, he's like, get out of here. You're in the way. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is a fun movie. It is by no means a, a great movie. I just think it's very enjoyable, very watchable. It's a kind of movie you can watch every few years and and enjoy. Like, yeah, get your. your I I remember watching it and being not liking it the first time, and then watching it this time, I was kind of like, oh, I gotta watch this movie. But then when it got to the the end part, I'm like, oh, actually, I like this. (laughs) This is good. But you know, over the past couple years, I've had a real gore turn (laughs) for some reason. I don't know why. You became the captain of the gore horse squad. Um, I want to talk. Yeah. About, we'll talk about favorite scenes. I'll say my favorite scene is um, it's actually the beginning. Um, I I really like the whole uh, opening sequence when they rob the liquor store, and uh, Clooney does the cool shit where he like he's like shoot the liquor bottles. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, he kicks the and, then he, and he kicks the thing and it falls into fluid. his hand and he does that. But it's it's the part when John Hawk uh, John Hawks mm-hmm. pops up. Where they think he's dead. Yeah. Oh, and he's on fire. He's on fire. Yeah, he's on fire. And when he pops up, he's on fire and he's shooting. I just like, I fucking love that scene. That scene is funny too because they're like, oh shit. And they're like both shooting at him. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that that might be my my favorite like single. I didn't say. Yeah. (laughs) Say less or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my favorite scene. James, what was, do you have one that stands out? I, I would say Rat Dog. Yeah, Rat Dog. Yeah. Um, I think that turn, it got me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Yeah. That's the kind of shit I want to see in these movies. That is the kind of shit I want to see. <laughs> that was good. I mean, all the Sex Machine and Frost stuff is... All yeah. The when Sex Machine f- first shows his... Uh, his, 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 dick sec- gun. his dick gun. When, uh, when he's doing his introductions, too. When, uh, oh, yeah, when she, he meets Kate. When, yeah, when he meets Kate, he's like, sex machine. <laughs> Kate, sex machine. Yeah. <laughs> gold. I, gold. I, that, is, that is gold. That's played off so perfectly <laughs> yeah. in that in that moment. So. Makes you wonder why Tom Savini didn't do more acting. But. Well, he probably, uh, you know, was too busy creating effects. Creating awesome, awesome effects, yeah. Yeah. That's true. So let's just let him do God's work. And, uh, <laughs> and we have enough actors. We don't have enough people doing doing the Lord's work behind the scenes. True enough. Before uh, before we rate this movie, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, I don't know. Let's watch two and three and all three seasons of the TV show. No, no like, those good. can't. They can't be good. I'm good. They they gotta be terrible, Thank right? You. <laughs> Thank you very much. So what three would you? What would you recommend? What after watching instead of, uh, instead of Dust Till Dawn from or, or after you watched Dust Till Dawn? I'd hit it. I'd hit up some Fright Night. Fright Night. Oh, original Fright shit. Night. 
get some some fun vampire. I like that goofiness from mm. that. Yeah, uh, I'd recommend Interview with a Vampire. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I wouldn't. Getting <laughs> all gothic and Anne yeah. Rice and shit. No. Fucking isn't like Brad Pitt? No, no. Yeah, Brad Pitt, Brad Tom Pitt, Cruise. Doesn't he fuck like young little baby? Not baby. Teenage Kirsten Dunst in that movie? I don't know if they have sex with her, but she's in it as a teenage vampire. Yeah. Or I don't like know. Pre-teen. I haven't even seen it, so. <laughs> but that's <laughs> what you'd recommend? Yeah. <laughs> I'd recommend Brown Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. John? I will recommend, like I always recommend, Beyond Reanimator. <laughs> yeah. Also great. Or Reanimator. Well, I wouldn't go with Beyond myself. I'd go with Reanimator. Yeah, personally. Original or Bride is... It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I just recommend that movie. <laughs> well, let's rate this movie. All right, Dustin, it's your movie. Yeah. My uh, reaction was a 7, and my overall score ends up being a 6.8. Uh, my reaction's uh 8, overall 6.8. And I'm 7 and 6.4. 6.7 is what that ends up as? 6.7. So that is tied with a bunch of stuff. True Lies, Speed, Escape from New York, Sin City, Dread. Ooh. Yeah, I, I personally, I'd probably put it behind all of those. It's fun. It's a good time. I think all of those are better movies <laughs> on the whole. Is it possible to put ahead of some of them behind others? What's that? Is, that, is it possible? To you want to reorder the no, list? I, I don't. I'm just joking. James, what do you think? Uh, I would say ahead of Sin City. Oh, wow. Rodriguez defeating Rodriguez. Yeah. I don't know. It's not. I mean, as enjoyable as it is, I don't think it's as good a movie as Sin City. I just don't really like Sin City. Apparent. So. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to put it behind. Um, this is going to be fucking weird. I'm going to put behind the city, but I had a dread. Okay, well, then I think that's where it ends up, right? Because that's the middle? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, if I, before we had a, wa- before we watched a dread, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have put it there. Huh. But just because I was thinking I was disappointed with dread, but Come yeah, on, I'm going to look at my rating for dread now. Be like, you don't like that slow-mo? You don't like that slow-mo? <laughs> yeah, what's your problem? You gotta get on that slow-mo, son. Oh, I actually gave Dread a higher rating. Oh, That's funny. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Fuck it. Do this shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Life's bullshit anyway. We're all gonna die. It's because the further you get away from it, the more you think it's shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck it. All right, so, yeah. Start your Behind own, Sin City. Start your own podcast of, and talk about how dread. shitty our ratings are. <laughs> Or like just message us. Oh on man, Instagram it'd be so funny if somebody actually did start a podcast just was, to talk about. It was so successful, and they just went through like all of our movies. Well, what are we doing next? Uh, next, we are doing the Purge Anarchy. Oh yeah, so getting second that, Purge. Getting on that Purge. Train. Yeah, we're gonna skip the first Purge, yeah. uh, which is I think more of like a slow boiling, uh, like right. thriller kind of suspense movie. Um, gonna get straight to that section. Second movie, uh, them them guts. Get rid of them in them. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I think I think if I'm correct, all of them just got added to Netflix in Canada. Oh yeah, good so That's handy. Watch them with that. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, tell somebody, uh, tell them to download it and uh, check us on Instagram, and we'll see you next week.